the deep shit <laughs> when your rates roll over. <laughs> this is a good tune, eh? It is. Adele, really what a woman. Like it. Yeah, I saw her playing at the observatory they have in LA. I oh, didn't, yeah. I, no, sorry, because <laughs> I think it was invite only. I saw that oh. on TV. Yeah, nice. But when I went to LA, I saw the observatory, and it's interesting how you remember things. And I'd been to LA twice now. I've seen that thing twice. The first time, didn't even take any notice. The second time, I'm like, fuck, that's where Adele played. That's mm. amazing over there. Then I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about the observatory. I'm like, what happens there? Mm. And shit. And I think that's the power of um, awesome people and music. Yeah, I awesome people in general, right? Like the fact that people can make something significant, yeah, like a a landmark significant. You know, it's pretty crazy. Mm. I, and I only saw it from like over on another ridge, and I thought, man, it'd be cool to go there. I mm. thought, how interesting. If I hadn't have seen the Adele thing, I'd have been like, fucking, can we keep going? Yeah, <laughs> just looks like an awful property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here to talk about mortgages. We are, mate, because what's happening at the moment is. The last of the people as such are rolling off onto new rates or people who fixed last year for a year, mm. they may be rolling onto to new rates. And this is something that we've often spoke about on the pod and said, look, you know, you need to be mindful of this. You need to be speaking to your mortgage advisor, for instance. And then I saw that you put something on your Instagram and you basically said, are your rates rolling off in the next six months? Yeah, so I've kind of been on this, I'm just picked up my phone here to have a look because I've kind of been on this for a while and in my highlights, which is like the old stories that I shared, I've got one here that says October 2022. Uh, You need to make choices and decisions now, you want to be looking at all options. You and I cannot control what rate we end up on, we can only control making changes to make sure it can be paid. So give it some thought and prep. Work out what your repayments would look like at 7%. Be over-conservative and work out what you can do to make sure you can fit in those costs. This time will pass and rates will likely turn back down, but it could be tough for 12 to 24 months for mortgage holders. Wow. I think I saw something from even further before that where you were saying prepare for 7% interest rates and stress test your own personal household budget as if you were paying a 7% mortgage rate because you may well be paying that. Yeah. So I've been on it for a while and I always said to people like, let's hope we don't get there. Mm. And then worst case scenario, all you did was save really well and pay off some extra mortgage. Beautiful. But now we're here. <laughs> yeah. And I think the numbers are like $67 billion Ooh. remaining off what we call low rates, which has changed by the way because when I started talking about how much was left to roll off, it was 3%, now it's 4 So the baseline of what they're talk, calling a low oh. rate has increased. So they're going from like 4% to... to 7 or yeah. six, over 6 at least, yeah. Got you. Because um, some people would have been rolling off slowly over this last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah. So basically there's like 60-something billion or whatever of mortgages remaining. And uh, it's noticeable in my inbox. Yeah. And it should be. Um what has been quite nice is some of the people have emailed in after seeing my stuff on Instagram and coming on here and stuff, and they're like, hey, mate, we've been paying it at, as if it was 7%, wow. blah, 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 you know, like, so That's we're cool. going to be all right. Can you just let us know if we've got the repayment right and all of that kind of stuff? It's due in September. Wow. And I check it, and I'm like, you fucking nailed it. You're a legend. <laughs> You've paid off extra mortgage. That will slow down that part now because it's going to get chewed up by interest, but you've prepared your personal life and cash flow 
and you're going to fucking win this. Oh, wow, I that must that. be a cool feeling. Yeah. yeah. Is that literally what you say back in an email? You should record that in an audio and send it back to them. Imagine they're like, whoa, <laughs> should have played that at work. So I love seeing that. Um, and then there's some other stuff where, like, as we know, we love to leave it to the last minute, and we haven't done the stuff, and there's a bit of stress around. Um, but in general, not as much as I'd expect today. Not many people like leaving it last minute, Larry, sort of stuff. There's a few people that are having to sell properties and stuff because they don't want their lifestyle to get as shit as they can see it getting. Yeah. But it's not like mortgagee sales, I'm in trouble, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's all quite calculated stuff. Okay. Um, and there's a few people that are like, oh my God, I didn't realize that, you know, it, when it rolls off onto floating, it's going to 8.9% or whatever it is. Um, so. Oh, I see. So then they want to lock it in ahead of it rolling onto floating. Some people have let it roll onto floating already and they're like, shit, it's gone from like four to nine. Yeah. We need to get it locked right. And I'm like, that's oh, not that much better at seven. Yeah, I see. So I just, it, all I want to do is tell people to like talk to us mm. and make sure that it's correctly structured to protect you. We don't know what's going to happen. Kind of the same message as October 2022. I don't think rates are going from 7 to 14. Yeah. and Anything's possible, but I think we're probably closer to the top end, if not maybe already there. Maybe we can go a bit higher. Um, but knowing when they're going to come down, good luck. Yeah, everyone's guessing. Yeah, so you structured correctly for that? Don't I'm know. not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think I saw like 100 people at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Messaged you back. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, my rates are fucking rolling off in yeah. the next six months. Yeah, so it's been a busy few weeks of like getting that sorted. Yeah, so what what did you do with these people? Like what do you... Um, some of them, we... I mean, talking like the previous podcast we spoke, some of them I say, look, go and say this to your bank. Like I can't do any better than what you're getting offered here. And some of them are like, okay, we need to break this up and... Man, we need to hedge and split your one loan that you've got here into three different runs and have one, two, three years so you've got protection and you can gamble a bit with the one year and you can protect yourself with the three year and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um But well the, so these people there are they are you calling them or are you emailing them? Or like say I message you in on the DM most, and mostly call. So yeah. I ask people for I ask people to send me their email and phone number. Yeah. And then mostly cool, yeah. And so you're like, hey, Luke, um, your box of sticks, the, the morning, like, i got to stop saying that, you get accused of bashing. Yeah. Now, so your property, uh, you've got, you're asking me how much my debt is, and so what are you trying to collect from me? Yeah, like I'll just be like, thanks for the message, I've got your details, blah, 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 send me when your next rate is due. Oh, I see. And then the breakdown of what your current lending looks like, and if we can improve it for the next 12, 24, 36 months, then we will. If we can't, then I'll let you go on your way. But you and then some of them are they like, "Oh my God, it's the mortgage messiah." Um, nah. It is. It is a bit funny now because I get more recognised. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, okay. I get quite a bit like, "I can't believe I'm talking to you." <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I hear you on the pod. <laughs> it's quite funny, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so they'll give you what their debt is, what's rolling over. Do most people know this stuff, or are they like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't know. I got to go find it somewhere." A uh, bit of both, bit yeah. of both, yeah. I'd say 50-50, most, I'm like, okay, so how, what's your total loan? They're like, oh, fuck, I'd have to check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just on my internet banking. But like, if you're like that, that's why you definitely need a mortgage broker because we watch it, right? Mm. And we keep an eye on it and then remind you of when something's coming up due so it doesn't roll onto floating. And Yeah. So they know. might say, look, like I've got, uh, I've 
let's do two scenarios. So they've got I've got two hundred K rolling off in three months time mm. and then another two hundred in a year's time from that and then another two hundred in the year after that. And are you then like asking them, okay, what's the rate on each of those as such? Yeah, we'll ask what it is and then probably just from experience I'd know that the one in a year and the one in two years are on good rates not worth changing. So we want to keep it at this bank. Oh, I see. Yeah. We don't want to move them or anything and go and try and take the, all of the lending because you'd lose those rates and be forced onto the current rates. So um, we'd ha- the, the best play there would be for us to go to the bank on your behalf and try and negotiate the, a better rate just for that loan portion for you. Oh, I see. Okay, because yeah. you're also then thinking, oh, well, you could be with the green bank over here and you're going to get a 20 grand cash back and you're actually going to get a point yeah. two five rate cheaper. Yeah, we might move someone banks if it makes them in a financial net better off position. Got you. Yeah. yeah. And then at the same time, you're basically like, okay, well, say nothing changes and you do end up with that new rate, like here's what it looks like, mm-hmm. and therefore fucking plan accordingly six months in advance before three months before this rolls off because you're going to end up paying a higher interest rate. Yeah. So you're basically giving them the knowledge of, you're giving them certainty of what they're about to go into. Yeah, if you look at that loan structure there, you've got 200K, 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 one's coming up, one's in in a year and one's in two years. Yeah. If you take the one that's coming up and fix it for one year, then you've actually got 66% of the loan coming off in a year. Yeah, of course. So you're increasing... Your yeah. risk towards rate volatility at that time. So mm. we run through that and like, okay, if rates are at eight percent, then can you afford it? Because that's going to be a bigger chunk of the loan doing that, Ooh. or not? Okay, cool. Then we probably want to look at something else that makes sure that we don't have that happen to you. Half of you know that two hundred k in the years coming off, you can you can stomach that at eight percent, but we really want this other portion coming up now to be on three year, so yeah. we know for a fact that you can afford it. Geez, there's a lot to think about for people, eh? And I'd imagine most people don't want to get something wrong, so they're like, I need to make the perfect decision, which is impossible anyway. It's impossible, yeah. But um, at least you give them a form of certainty. Yeah, everyone wants um, like the crystal ball on rate predictions, mm. but I try and, t- try and teach people to be like, no, you want to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, yeah. make sure that... Don't know. rub the ball, man. Yeah. Just get <laughs> on the pillow. Yeah, everyone wants me to predict rates. And uh, if I was going to, I'd say they're going to cut by ESA next year, but don't take that for... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the the, the fact is, is that you have to protect your downside more because, mm. you know, if you get caught in the wrong way and it affects your lifestyle negatively and, you know, you can't afford your mortgage, the cost of that is far greater than... Yeah, you know, gambling a rate. <laughs> so scenario two, have you seen anybody who borrowed, let's say, 500K mm-hmm. and they borrowed it four years ago and they got a 2.5% rate or yeah. they brought it at like the best time. <laughs> yeah. They borrowed when literally debt was the cheapest and yeah. they're like, fuck man, give me five years at that. Yep. You know, have you seen anyone with now they're going, okay, my whole mortgage, the yeah. entire thing is rolling off. Starting to, yeah. So like the five-year guys us have still got about 18 months, two years left. Really? Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're still protected and they're loving it. Yeah, I bet. I was saying to someone the other day, it was really interesting, like we don't, we don't really push rates on people. We just tell them the pros and cons of each one and then try and work out which one would best suit their scenario, right? But in 2020 and 2021, we all got sucked into like the one-year rate at – 1.99 or whatever it was and the guys that are the investors ah. at the time who who had property before 
I have so many guys that have rentals that top 2.99. Shit, because shiny object, 1.99. Cheapest yeah. rate, man. I'm yeah. taking that, but only only fixed for one year. Yeah. But and then you've got some people who are like, look, I'm going to I'm gonna pay 150% over that, so yeah. 2.99. Yeah. So a whole percentage dearer. But and I'm that was a big difference that. back then. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. fix that for five years. And we've got uncertainty. We've got the world's going to end. We've got fucking the economy's going to go bust. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, brave. Ballsy. Yeah, I, I remember like I, I did a loan t- at Christmas time in 20, end of 2020, start of 2021. And I was like literally in the office on Christmas Day with this guy who needed to settle on an investment were, property. Hang on. You were at work on Christmas Day. Yeah. Fuck, you are Santa Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like we were talking about the economy and what might happen and stuff, and he talked me into the two point nine nine. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like talking about spreading and stuff. He's like, "Nah, everything on the five year. We've never been here before, and we ain't coming back here." Wow, that's yeah. cool. And I was like, "Fuck, that's pretty interesting." The, the crazy thing for someone like that, just as a tangent, is that they might have come into some money, and they might have then fixed, you know, that income in a pie for instance mm. at six percent and let's just say they wipe off two percent to tax and then they're actually making net four percent their income interest is higher than their expense and they'll be paying off the free. bank the bank's it's money free money basically yeah, yeah with the bank's money yeah crazy yeah it's funny yeah. how that i mean that's a bit of i mean it's effectively what the banks do to us in reverse they yeah, arbitrage yeah. the <laughs> difference yeah um yeah so Shit. okay but, but so, yeah right now we're not seeing too many of them. I've had a couple of people reach out that were on like the four years and stuff like that that are coming up ready. Um, most of the people that had foresight to take a four or five year rate during the but lows uh, also have the foresight to get ready for what's coming. Yeah, cool. So less concerned about them. But yeah, there's still a bunch coming that are the worst. Oh man, I've said this before, but that the Reserve Bank encouraged it and then, you know, They've taken it away from people, but you know it is what it is. We've got to deal with it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, you're doing an assessment, and you're basically looking at right. Here's your current situation. Here's where you're about to go to. So that's basically current situation plus data, mm. and then you're going okay equals what you could be doing. So basically, you then you're looking at right what cashback offers are there at the moment for you. Uh, what are the different rates across different banks? Um, what else have you got coming up in your future? Can I give you some form of certainty? And then they're making a decision off the back of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like <clears throat> some, it's quite interesting out there in terms of on my side of the fence at the moment because some banks are non negotiable at all in terms of interest rate pricing. Like what's on their website is what they're saying to me. Like, nah, we're not letting you adjust it. Offer them what's on the website. Yeah. And the spread is quite large. So, like, as of today, whatever the oh, as of last week, probably one of the ones I was doing, we someone's bank offered them seven point one nine and wouldn't move for a one year fixed rate. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, seven point one nine for a one year fixed rate, and we got them six point eight three for a one year fixed rate. How come you can get a better rate? I just rang some people I know and pushed <laughs> them. <laughs> really? Yeah, but wow. it wasn't that much under what this other bank was offering. Yeah. Um, it was only a tiny bit under, and so that person will move banks for that because their their total lending. We also put them on like some two year rate as well, split the lending up, but their total lending was coming up for renewal. I so, see. So it's a big it's a big acquisition for another bank. Even if we kept them at the same bank, 
we we would have got the one year half of the lending on the one year rate that was shit, and then the two year rate, which was a average as well. Which and then no cash, and these people moved over, and they got a better rate on both of the portions and some cash back. You know, wow. But there's costs involved in doing that too. Like first of all, like I always tell people, it's a fucking pain in the ass to change banks. Yeah, like as much as it shouldn't be, it is. Yeah, it's admin. And like it's a full loan application to begin with because the new bank has to assess your financial position. Mm. So I go through all that and do that for you. You've got to collect all your documents. Then when it gets an approval, then I sit down with you and be like, hey, these are the rates. Blah, blah, blah. Let's lock this in now. We do that. And then the loan documents get sent to the lawyer's office. You've got to pay a lawyer's bill. So you have to take that into calculation. True. Values have changed on properties. We've had people that have had their places for three or three to five years. They started with a you know, a 15 or a 20% deposit when they bought it. And then the new bank's saying, we want a valuation. It looks like it, it doesn't have 20% equity anymore. And if it doesn't, then you get a different set of rates, which are worse. Gotcha. So there's that could be a cost. You know, There's like a there's lot a, of moving parts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you've got to do all of this stuff, balance it all out, make sure the calculations work, and then pull the trigger. Make a decision. Yeah. Mm. And then, uh, but like, we'll do it all for you. Nice. There's yeah. a, it sounds like there's a lot to do. Well, I don't know if you've known, mate, but I'm pretty busy, eh? <laughs> well, thank you for giving up your Sunday, mate, to come in here. Okay, so if people are rolling off in this next six months, what advice would you have for them? Early. Early. Talk, talk now. Make sure you talk to the broker. Like the, a few of the recent ones I was saying to people, um, and most mortgage brokers should have like a, uh, like a software system that records all your data and stuff. Like our one is pretty trick where it sends out reminders and things. So like we, if, if I talk to you and get your information, I can load it into my software, which is like encrypted and stuff so it can't be stolen. But basically it goes in there. And then two months before the refix date, it'll flick me a notification saying, hey, such and such is up for review. And then it'll also send an email to the client saying, hey, Mikey's aware that this is up for review. Do you want us to go and proceed with, you know, talking to your bank to help you with this or... You know, should we book a meeting to talk about it? Got you. So, like, everything is automated, so it all works. But, you know, your bank will send you an email too. Yeah, true. Your I bank, see. Your bank will send you fucking posts, man. <laughs> Literally, paper, paper posts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to say, it was, okay, so talk talk now slash early mm. and then get in touch with your broker or even, even your bank or bank probably don't care. Well, if you if you know how to structure a loan better than I do, then go for it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. I would, I would, I would probably seek some advice. I just wanted to to run this past you as well because I was looking at some data recently, and it was around people who are withdrawing their KiwiSaver funds mm. um, to buy their first home. The most in a year. Yeah. Now in May two thousand and twenty three. So figures for the year to June twenty twenty three unavailable, but the twelve months to May are about nine hundred and thirty million was withdrawn for home, so in that 12 months prior. What a difference a down house market makes. Interesting though, the withdrawal for May 2023 was $106 million, which was the biggest such withdrawal in over 12 months. Mm. Now part of me wonders, the stock market's been going back up, mm-hmm. so maybe Kiwi saver balances are larger, mm-hmm. so then they can pull more out. I wonder if that's a portion of it. But what that says to you on the face of it is shit well first home buyers in may 
mm. uh, they're in the market. They're pulling cash out of their mm. KiwiSaver and, and they are buying. Is this based against May last year? So this is the biggest withdrawal in over 12 months. So May 2022, it looks like there was about $90 million pulled out of KiwiSaver. Mm. Now there's $106 million. Yeah, I'd probably just expect that to keep creeping up. Yeah. It's... Like, maybe is it? I wonder is it a bit a of pretty certainty? Low, pretty pretty low baseline. Yeah, the belief because mm. you know the Herald said the bottom's on. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> this is a scary bit. Also of note, in May 2023, was the withdrawal for the financial hardship was over 20 million dollars, which was more than double the amount withdrawn for the this purpose in May 2022. Oh damn! So that is uh, pretty high, and it looks like March was relatively similar. But yeah, I wonder if um, if May people are. You know, they're going, well, there's a bit more of my KiwiSaver. But interestingly, check this out. So in June twenty in the June twenty twenty one financial year, oh yeah. So that's the twelve months to June twenty twenty one. There's basically about one point six billion dollars was pulled out of KiwiSaver. Chucked in the housing market. To prop up the property ponds uh market. <laughs> and in June twenty twenty two it was about one point two billion. So it came back by four hundred million. So I remember like peak was probably November 2021. Yeah, November, December. Yeah. Yeah. So and then so then basically the June data's not out again, but um at May, the twelve months to May it was nine hundred and thirty. So it looks like it could be around a billy for the two thousand and twenty three financial year. A billion dollars moving out of the share market into the housing market. Mm. Mm. Hey, KiwiSaver, what a great product to save for your retirement. Uh, but anyway, hey, look, we don't make the rules. But yeah, just interesting. So you've obviously seen a number of first-home buyers coming through. They feel like they've got a bit more certainty now about property prices and rates and they're willing to, to splash the cash. Yeah, it seems like it, eh? It seems like people believe that the bottom is in, eh? Yeah. Everyone I talk to, valuers, real estate agents, mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Well, um, Wait till everyone starts losing their jobs. <laughs> but no, nah, it, it definitely has been, yeah, exactly. Like once people start believing the bottom is in, the bottom is in. Well, I saw an article this morning, mate, and this is really sad. It was basically a family who'd gone to buy a property and they brought it um, in the height of 2021. They didn't seek finance, which I was blown away, but they basically said, look, I come from a different country. We didn't really know about buying a property here. In my mind, I'm like, wouldn't you then want to go and get more information? Uh, but obviously, I don't want to sound ruthless on these people because this is fucking terrifying for them. But basically, um, they they don't they didn't actually have the finance to settle this, and they basically had a 5% deposit on an $840,000 property Oof. out in Teatatu South. Now... They brought in October 2021, and I thought, I wonder, oh. yeah, I wonder if that's the FOMO. You know, you're not collect, you're not seeking advice on finance. You yeah. don't really understand buying a property in New Zealand, and you're going, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm signing up for $840,000 yeah. property, and I know I've only got 5% of the payment. You know, is that is that the outcome of it has to be. FOMO. It has to be FOMO. Because there's so many missing data points there, the way my brain works to think like, oh yeah, why would you... Yeah, that just seems not quite right. In 2021, people were taking so much risk then. I would, like half the phone calls I would field would were like, hey, I won this auction or hey, I've put this offer on this place and like stuff like that. And I was like, 
my old version of content before it was any good was like, guys, you have to call me first. Mm. Stop going to auctions and <laughs> shit and fucking just thinking that the bank will approve it because what yeah. happens when they don't? Yeah. And then you're, you're on the hook for the deposit. Um, yeah, people were taking massive risk. Eh? The other one that was happening is people were going to, that already have a house, were going to auctions and winning auctions and then just being like, oh, my house will sell, we'll put it on the market now. Shit. Whereas, like, you can't do that now. No. You know, like, they they were, you know, expecting to sell their house that they hadn't put on the market before the new house settled. Wow. The risk involved in that is so massive. But you could probably have got the banks, I think the banks probably had more leniency around bridging finance and stuff like that too if you needed it. Whereas, it's very tough now and you need a really good, very strong financial position to do bridging. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's all sorts of stuff now. But, I mean... I love it because, like, two years ago, me and you were like, some people are going to get some lessons. Yeah, and here yeah. they are, right? Like, we're being forced to learn them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, taking people's personal circumstances aside, yeah, we are. We're all learning a shitload. Mm. And, you know, th- this couple or this the people who brought this property, they're actually only, once they went for finance, only able to buy a property with $300,000 less. Yeah. So, like, they should only be borrowing 550000 say. Yeah. They're buying an eight hundred and forty thousand so dollar property. They're not, they're not even in the stratosphere of buying no. what they thought they could buy. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, this is like I've got empathy for these people. Hopefully, they they they're just like fuck. Just give us it. Can you, we just get our deposit back? That's all we care about at this stage. Which mm. you, is fair enough. But they won't get it though. There is a risk that they don't get it back, and they can be pursued for not settling. Yeah. So that, you know, you you really you need to know this shit when you're. When yeah, you, good, this is li- good sound advice. Yeah, one of the biggest financial decisions of someone's life, mm. and I just yeah, like please go and get the right people around you. There are people willing to do it, whether it's yeah, legal, yeah. financial, accounting, whether it be uh, mortgages as well. Obviously, yeah. Like, why would you not go and seek the information? Yeah, yeah. I think in general, people do. In general, people try to. Like I was talking to. Her, Speaking at a thing the other day, and I was like, mortgage brokers in 2017 had like 20% market share of all the lending. Now we're up nearly over 60, closing yeah. on 70. So, you know, in another five years from now, we're probably going to be 90. So, like, everyone will be using them. Yeah. Um, but then it's going to come back to, and this is what I tell my brokers, is like, if everyone's using a mortgage broker, everyone, then you better be better than the others. <laughs> yeah, good point. Because when <clears throat> everyone's... When it's all bank, you're just dealing with banks, and you know you're you're probably going to find the experience is the same. Some banks try harder than others, blah blah blah. When it's bank versus broker, like there's some good selling points about why brokers are can be better than banks with the financial advice piece involved, understanding the systems and processes of making offers, the people to talk to, the lawyers, everything. And then it's going to come back to broker v broker, and then it's going to be who's going to be the best broker. Yeah. So game on. Fuck yeah, I'm waiting. I'm so excited. Yeah, I was about time. to say, how pumped are you for that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, mate. So if people are rolling off in this next six months and they want some help, I assume they can get in touch with your team via guardiansmith.co.nz or reach out to you. Yeah, directly. Mikey at guardiansmith.co.nz. Hit me up on Instagram at mortgage performance and I'll either contact you back straight away and call you or I will flick you onto one of the rock stars that got we've got at our team. Good man. And in the meantime, do you have Adele playing in the office? You're probably not loud music in your office. I think they play a radio station at our office. Mm. Yeah. Get you a bit of No, no, no. Nah, it's music. It's a bit weird though. I, I like magic, mate. 100.6. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Is that old school? Yeah.
<laughs> Rolling deep in five-star reviews, too. I was just about to bang that one. <laughs> <laughs>